Hey, you guys, welcome to the Beyond Pretty podcast. I'm your host, Shalene McLeod. This podcast is all about how you can design a life that you are obsessed with. Together, we're going to build a community of women who inspire, empower, and support one another to live our very best lives. Each week, I'm going to share with you tangible tips and tricks to take off the mask and go beyond pretty. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Beyond Pretty podcast, episode number four. I am going to keep this one pretty short and sweet, and I wanted to talk to you guys today a lot about this idea of not being enough. This seems to be like, a, it honestly is a really, really big problem. I'm going to call it a problem because it's a problem that many of us are dealing with. I'm going to obviously speak from the side of being a female and having this narrative of not being enough. And if you are a perfectionist, a recovering perfectionist like myself, and then oftentimes you probably have felt that feeling of not being enough. And if you don't know if you have had that feeling before, Oftentimes what it looks like is that you are feeling, you know, at the end of the day, you just, you have to be still doing something. You feel like it doesn't matter how many things you knocked off that to-do list, it still wasn't enough at the end of the day. It might look like you have an hour of downtime and instead of being able to rest, you are constantly go, 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 go. And it's probably not even anything that is actually going to get you closer to the goals that you have or the life you want to live. It really is just busy work. It's just filling in the gaps of time because you can't stop. Because if you aren't doing, that means that you haven't done enough and you could have given like a fingernail more that day. So that narrative for me was one that plays out a lot like a really long time. Another thing that you might be feeling is not feeling good enough to be a mom. If you're a mother like I am, then maybe the narrative in your head is saying that you're not good enough to be their mom, Um, that that mom is better. The comparison game kind of plays into this idea of what a perfect mom looks like and you constantly feel like you're always falling short of the definition of mother that you might have created for yourself or the belief around what a mom is or what a mom should be and how she should show up each and every day for her children and her family, that narrative is one that can leave you feeling like not enough if you have that like ingrained belief system of the type of person you should be as a mom. This can also play out in friendships, in relationships, in your any relationship that is to do with family, you know, sisterhood, um, being a daughter, a niece, an aunt, a cousin. It can play out in a multitude of ways. It can play out at work, at home, and even just with yourself. So this is something that for me, I don't think I really understood that this was something that I did. Like I literally, I had pride in the fact that I would work like 12, 14 hour days. I took pride in the fact that I was a really hard worker and I could get all the things done. Um, I didn't like asking for help. I did not like delegating. 
I literally worked in an office for 10 years and there was two of us in that office and it was me and my mom for 10 years. And then we hired a couple extra people. Like there were some people that were in and out of that office. And honestly, like I just didn't like delegating anything because that feeling of not being good enough was like, I can't put that on someone else's shoulders because if they don't do the work good enough, then that narrative is still playing in my head of, well, if they don't do it good enough, I'm going to have to redo all the work that they just did. So I might as well just do it myself. I am sure that that rings true for a lot of you. I talk to a lot of my girlfriends who have that same thing, right? Where it's just like, oh, just let me do the dishes because I'll do them better. Just let me do the, make the bed because I'll make it better. Just let me fold and put the laundry away and I'll go and refold all the clothes that the kids folded and put it away properly. You know, I've got to clean the house a certain way. It has to be done. And even if someone just went ahead and did it, you go behind them and redo all the work that they did. That was me for a very long time. And I cannot imagine how frustrating that is for other people who are in your life. One, who genuinely want to help you. And two, who now I'm basically telling them that they're not good enough because the work that they just did isn't good enough for me. So you don't meet my expectations. And now I'm projecting my feeling of not being good enough on the people in my life. The very thing that I'm trying to avoid. That like, that that, and by the way, this feeling of not being good enough just comes from a desire and a want to be loved, which is why it is so common for so many of us because we all just want to be loved. And now not all of us deal with this, but you probably have someone in your life that does. And so if this isn't ringing true for you and this isn't the story that you say to yourself, oftentimes you can probably think of somebody right now as I'm speaking and you're like, oh my gosh, that reminds me so much of so-and-so. And if this reminds you of them, you know, maybe just take note of some of the ways that I'm speaking what I'm sharing and how they could be thinking, you know, and how they're internalizing maybe some of what you bring to the relationship and how you show up. But think of it, especially in motherhood, especially in a marriage, when we are constantly showing up in our household every single day and the message we are giving to our children and our significant other is that you're not good enough because you didn't meet my expectation, they now are going to grow up with their own narrative that they weren't loved enough because they could never meet the expectation that mom had of me. And when I spin it like that, I am like, oh my gosh, I never want my children to feel like that ever. Like, I don't want them to feel like that. I want to push them and I want to challenge them But I can do that in other ways that aren't just filling the void that I have, that narrative that I have in my head of not being good enough because it's not perfect enough. So for me, some of the ways in which I have really tried to combat this and I have really tried to overcome a lot of what's happening with that that story of not being good enough, not being thin enough, not being rich enough, not being a good enough wife. This is something that plays out a lot for our society, right? And the things that have really helped me was to let go of the expectation of the person I thought I was supposed to be. We are our own worst critics. And the expectation that I put on myself 
to be a certain way is much higher of an expectation nine times out of 10 than anyone else has of me. And living up to this set of expectations constantly leaves you feeling like you're not enough, like you're always falling just short of what you should be doing. So when I let go of that idea of not having to like live up to those expectations, when I really let go of trying to become this person that I wasn't, and not that I really knew it at the time, but as I, as I came through motherhood and with each child, I started noticing this feeling coming up for me. And especially when I started building my own businesses on the side, I started noticing this feeling just kind of coming up for me of like, you know, I couldn't take pride in saying what I had accomplished. You know, I, I didn't feel like I could say, you know, somebody asked me, okay, what do you do for a living? I honestly didn't want to tell them because I didn't even feel like the amount of money that I made was good enough. And I didn't feel like I, that's kind of how I like determined my worth for a really long time was by the amount of money that I, uh, the amount of income that I had brought into the household. And so all of this kind of like plays hand in hand. And like for me, I could give you a gazillion and one examples because I, that's just part of who I am. And that's part of how I show up in every area of my life. So you pick it, you pick the topic. I literally could tell you how that has played out for me in that feeling of not being good enough and how I really can project that onto other people. So The one thing of like not living up to other people's expectations of who I should be and not setting those expectations on myself of the person I think I should be and instead just living in the moment of the person that I am and striving towards goals, great goals, but in that process and in that stretch of really leveling up and allowing myself to have that growth and that evolution that happens, which I never, I don't even think that I would have framed it in this sense if I was in my 20s still. But moving into my 30s, I really feel like I was seeking growth and evolution. Like those are two things that I really, really wanted for myself. And as I've been doing that, I've been able to find that growth and find different meanings of success outside of an expectation of the person that I thought I had to be in order to be loved or in order to be seen as successful in the work that I was doing, in what I was really providing back to my community and back into society. So that was the one thing that really helped me. But the second thing that I think allowed me that room for growth and evolution beyond being a perfectionist really came down to this concept of just pouring self-love onto the person that I was. And I take intentional time every single day to say to myself something positive. I take intentional time to make sure that I recognize the work that I have done today and I celebrate that work. And what I found is that when I tell myself, 
oh, you could have done this today. Oh, you could have done that today. You really should have checked off five more things off your to-do list. Why don't you have dinner ready yet? Why are you, why didn't you work out today? You haven't even drank enough water yet. All you did was eat junk or not eat at all today. You know, you really should have talked to your mom more. You really should have called your husband. You, all these things that I could have done. Sure, I could have done them. But what about all the things I did do well? And then the thing for me is that when I constantly am telling myself, well, you should have done this, you should have done that. Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? You know, I almost set myself up for failure right from that very moment because my thought process is now determining my actions that I'm taking. And if my thoughts are negative, the actions that I'm going to take are going to be negative. You know, the thought process for me of not being good enough When I go to, if I think to myself, you know, you really should have done more today. Now, the next time I go to complete that task that I told myself I should have done, I almost complete it out of a place of shame and guilt because I'm building up all of this shame and all of this guilt within me for not doing things that I wanted to do. When in reality, I probably just put way too much on myself and way too much on my plate. And then I overwhelmed myself with all of the things that I wanted to do, all of the things that I think I should be. And that sense of overwhelm, again, I truly believe that overwhelm is a choice. And I was choosing to put too much on my plate. And then I was choosing to think terrible thoughts about the work that I wasn't doing instead of celebrating the things I did do right. I shared before in the podcast about not being able to complete a 21-day workout program. And it took me eight months to finally complete 21 days straight of working out. Every single time, I quit on myself. And every single time, I told myself I wasn't good enough. Why are you doing this? Stop. This is a horrible idea. It was like abort mission every single time that I slept in. And then, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to prove it to myself if I hadn't kept going and I hadn't kept trying. But every time I tried, I really came from a place of shame and guilt that I quit on myself. I didn't come from a place of celebrating the fact that I got seven workouts in in the past two weeks. And that was more workouts that I had gotten in than I had the entire year previous to that. Like those are the types of things that I should have been celebrating because that would have catapulted me further along on my journey instead of keeping me stuck and feeling like I'm not good enough. Those are the things that we don't recognize in ourselves. All of us recovering perfectionists that are listening right now or the person you know in your life, we do not recognize the good that we are achieving on a day-to-day basis. I'm talking like small things. Like you got out of bed today. You need to high-five yourself. You brushed your teeth. You did self-care. High-five yourself. You drank all your water. High-five yourself. You ate a salad instead of whatever high five yourself. Like you chose good over mediocrity. High five yourself. Celebrate all of that. I truly think that we don't celebrate all of the small decisions that we make on a daily basis. And instead, we just pile up all of this guilt and shame within ourselves of the things that we aren't and the things we could have been. And you look back and it's like a year has passed. We have been through one of the toughest years in our lives and we can look back on that and say, I could have done this. I could have started a new hobby. I wish I did this around the house. Maybe I could have started a different job. 
Maybe I could have like actually sat down and wrote the book I wanted to write or start the podcast that I wanted to start or run that free Facebook group that I've been saying I wanted to run or join my girlfriend's team online who is like kicking butt and I keep watching all of them, but I will not do it because I'm scared because I tell myself that I'm not good enough to do what she does. You can sit there and tell yourself all of that or... You can choose to look at it from a place of, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I made it through this past year. I made it through one of the toughest years of my life. And look at me. Now I'm here. Now I'm ready to take a step forward. And everything that has happened for me has happened for me to lead me to the point where now this is my awakening and I can step into that version of me that I want to become. When I flipped the script and I started celebrating the work I was doing instead of degrading myself for the work I didn't do, I wanted to do more of the things that I was proud of. When I started showing up for my own business, I wanted to show up more because I was proud of myself that I celebrated the fact that I was able to do a live on Facebook. I wanted to pee my pants and throw up literally everywhere the first time I went live. I remember I went live on Instagram. I This is in my journey of trying to build an online business. And I had, it was honestly just of the lake. It wasn't even of myself. And one person jumped on and it said that I had one viewer and I freaked out and I ended the live video right away. <laughs> and I was like, but you know what? You did it. That was more than you did yesterday. I could have sat there and been like, oh, you're so horrible. You can't even get over yourself to put up a live video on Instagram and you want to build a business. How on earth are you going to build a business if you can't even be live for five seconds? I could have said that to myself, but I didn't. I, I celebrated the fact that I actually hit the live button because two weeks previous to that, I couldn't even though I wanted to. You know, I started celebrating all of these small wins of like, I was able to wake up 15 minutes earlier and not look at my phone. I was able to finally complete that 21 day program. I was able to go seven days sugar free. I was able to go 30 days without alcohol. I was able to show up and be present with my kids for 30 minutes and play with them that day and not look at my phone or the notifications that came in. The more I celebrate the things that are good, the more I want to do good. The more I celebrate what I didn't do, the more shame I build up within, the more guilt I build up within me, and it's more likely the next time I go to do that thing, I'm really going to do it out of shame. I'm going to do it because I feel guilty. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather someone show up in my life out of love than out of guilt. I don't want you showing up at my door because you feel guilty that we haven't talked. I don't want you showing up at my door because you feel guilty for doing me wrong in some way. I want you showing up my door because you love yourself enough to have forgiven yourself for the wrong you did to be there for me. I want that version of you. I want the version of you that is showing up out of love and light, not out of shame and guilt and living in the past. And that is something that I want to bring to the table. Because if that's what I would want someone to show up in my life, that's how I have to show up in other people's lives. And so I have to take that responsibility to be able to let go of what I cannot change and focus on the good, focus on the positive. The more you celebrate goodness, the more goodness you create in your life. 
This can be a hard practice, especially if you are not used to or you don't know where your thoughts are. And so I want to leave you guys with this today. I just want to leave you with the task of identifying where your thoughts are at this week. And I would really encourage you guys to grab a journal, keep it with you at all times, or just open a new note on the note section of your phone. And anytime you are feeling a little bit down, I want you to make note of it. You know, what happened? What was the thing that just happened that's making you feel not good enough? What action or inaction did you take or not take to make you feel like you're not good enough? And then to the flip side, I want you to start looking for moments where you can celebrate the good you did do. So the task is to identify where your thoughts are at this week. Really, really write it all down in a journal. I would encourage a journal just because you can write more out, but you totally can do this on the notes section of your phone as well. And literally cast out where your thoughts are at and how that's making you feel not good enough? How is that playing into that narrative that you have of not being enough as a mom, as a wife, as a friend, as a coworker, as a CEO, as an employer, as whatever it is that comes up for you? I want you to write it out because what you can do then is you can start to see the things that you say to yourself over and over and over again. You can find patterns in how you speak to yourself. And if you know how you speak to yourself and you are aware of your thoughts, you can change your thought. I read something somewhere where it said, you're not responsible for your first thought, but you are responsible for your second thought. And so if that first thought is I'm not good enough, how are you going to change it to make it so that you are good enough? And I would encourage you to write down every single day. I want you to become aware of these thoughts for like a week, but this is a practice that you can actually implement into your life every single morning when you wake up. Or every single day before you go to bed, write down three things that you are insanely proud of yourself for doing that day. They might not seem like they're significant to anyone else, but they don't have to be. They just have to be three things for you. And if that means that you woke up and you got yourself out of bed and you got dressed, those are the three things that you write down. They are personal to you. And no one's going to read this. No one's going to look at this. There's no check marks. Um, I say this for my recovering perfectionist. No one is grading your work. So you do not have to write stuff down because you think I want you to write it down or because you think that's what you should be writing down. You need to write down exactly the thoughts that you're having. And you need to write down three things that you're proud of yourself for doing. And if you implement those and you understand where your thoughts are coming, and you start celebrating more of the good things that you're doing, you automatically will start producing more good things. You automatically will start telling yourself that you are enough. You will be proud of the work that you are doing. And I promise you, you will make more space in your life to continue to be able to do more. And this is the part that I never understood. I was just go, 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 go all the time. And I didn't give myself time to rest. I didn't give myself time to reset. And when I don't give myself that time to reset and recalibrate, that for me, that's my golden time. 
that's the time where I can celebrate all the good that I have been doing. And that's where my mind literally creates more space for me to be able to go after the goals that I have, to be able to complete that 21 day program that I couldn't complete, to be able to build a super successful online health and wellness business to be able to launch this podcast, to be able to launch a scrunchie line on the beyondpretty.ca website. All of those things came to fruition because I started telling myself I was good enough. Because leading up to this, and this is something that you might go in and out of, I do. Leading up to this, I was in a slump of telling myself I wasn't good enough. And I physically couldn't get the work done. And now I feel like I have more time in my day and I'm getting more done because I'm celebrating the good. And so I just want to keep doing those activities that drive me forward instead of wasting my time with the busy work or wasting my time numbing out because I don't feel good enough. I hope that that served you guys today. I hope that if you took any nuggets from this episode, that you will tag me on social media, that you will DM me over on Instagram. You guys can come find me. I answer all of my DMs over on Instagram please come find me. Shoot me over a message. I love hearing from you guys what your takeaways are from each and every podcast episode. And I just want to say thank you so much again for sharing this with all of your friends and family. You guys are building quite the incredible community on here. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the Beyond Pretty Podcast. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you who are contributing to build this community of incredible like-minded women. Please make sure you tag me on social media, share this with a bestie, and subscribe.